no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, thanks for hanging out. First and Pod, you know where you're at. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, Spencer Ray producing. The draft is over. Rookie minicamps are about to begin. And we were like, all right, what are we going to do? What's going to be the gimmick? And Pony said, let's power rank the teams. I'm like, all right, this is meaningless. I love a good meaningless exercise. So I volunteered to rank, and I will be revealing them to you, Pony, live on First and Pod. Yeah, I have no idea what you're going to do here. Uh, now that the offseason is pretty much over, these are the rosters that we'll have once teams get to training camp and the preseason and everything else. So uh, out of the draft, let's do it now. You know, we'll probably, uh, I don't like, I'm, I, I made my own list. So I'm very curious to see how close yours is to mine. Oh, you made a list to, okay. So we have some compare and contrasting that can go on here. I enjoy this. Okay. So should we go 32 to one, start at the bottom? Sure. Go ahead. You can start. No, I, I mean, I know I'm, I'm going to start. You're going to react, but I'm just saying uh, we should start with the worst team. I would say start with the best. Oh, I feel like there's like a better reveal as to. Yeah, but every power rankings list you see online starts with one at the top, not 32. But yeah, that's a good point. Okay. For sure. See, now people can really tell that we didn't really talk <laughs> yeah. this out. Yes. All right, fine. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so I'm in Chiefs pro- I'm on Chiefs probation. As much as I might want to poke holes in them and, you know, dispute and argue against a team being number 1, the odds of a team repeating as, as Super Bowl champs, I'm not doing it. I I I was I think probably overly critical of them too many times last year, including the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. So I'm going to sit in Chiefs timeout and just say, yep, I don't think a team got so much better this offseason that they're going to knock the Chiefs off their perch. They've got the best quarterback and the best coach in the NFL right now. That's exactly right. Um, I came around on them much sooner than you did during the year when I saw that Kelsey was doing what he was doing, that Mahomes had taken it to another level, that he was getting that high-end offensive production even post-Tyreek Hill. But this time last year, you know, or I guess we started this thing closer to the beginning of the season, but we were both definitely talking way too much about Buffalo uh, and other teams. Not going to make that mistake again. Uh, They absolutely deserve the number one ranking. I don't believe that they have the best roster in the NFL. You know, like if we if we were doing that, we didn't think what, that all last year. And guess what? We were right. I mean, they did not have the best roster. Correct. They just had a quarterback who willed his team to a championship and a coach that pushed all the right buttons. Right. Exactly. It's so that that's not what we're doing here. We're not we're not doing best roster. We're not doing most talent. We're doing best team, and they deserve number one. I really debated two and three. I really debated it. I'm going to give number two to the Philadelphia Eagles. Even with some of the high-profile departures, Hurts impressed me so much. The coaching impressed me so much. And I know they lose both coordinators, 
but just like the strategic coaching, the aggression, the in-game coaching, the analytically based approach to the organization and adding two first round picks out of Georgia that bolster that defense in a big way that should make up for the loss of Hargrave. And we know that they had maybe not the best offensive line in football, certainly a top five offensive line unit. And they definitely were the deepest offensive line in football. So I don't think that they're going to take a step back there. Hertz should only get better. And I thought that their draft was incredible. So I, I have the Eagles at two. You know, I thought the story that came out this week that if not for this whole tampering thing, which if it had happened to a more profile team hiring a head coach and a bigger name coach with this whole Gannon thing with Arizona where the Eagles and Cardinals, uh, you know, privately decided on the terms of compensation, which uh, the NFL just allows for teams to do that. I thought that was very bizarre. I thought they would just say, no, this, this is what we want the penalty to be in a situation like this, but you know, there's, there was a report that Vic Fangio would have ended up being the Eagles defensive coordinator, if not for that whole controversy. And I would like the Eagles even more if that had happened. Cause I think he's probably one of the three or four best defensive coordinators in the entire league. And now he's in Miami instead. Uh, I don't think that their defensive coordinator, by the way, is a big loss. I think the offensive coordinator might be a bigger one, but your head coach is an offensive guy. So I would not put the Eagles here, but they're not far off for me. So okay. I'm gonna... I put San Francisco three. I think that San Francisco has the best two through 53 <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah. And obviously quarterback is a massive question mark. And I would have loved to see that NFC championship game simply with anyone on the roster's ability to throw the ball down the field. I know they had no high draft picks. I know they lost McGlinchey in free agency, but the depth of talent on that roster is, I would argue, second to none. I think it's the best roster in football with some of the departures that Philly had. And so I will put San Francisco at number three, and you add in coaching, and you add in that I do think whether it's Lance or Darnold or Purdy, like he's going to at least have options of quarterbacks this year. I will bet on Shanahan to get good quarterback production out of one of the three. Who do you think it'll be? Trey Lance. You know me, man. I Actions over words. The actions that they made to move from 13 to 3 to take him. I just think there's too much of an investment in him and he's too special of an athlete that I, I think he's going to be given every chance uh, to prove that he can, that he can be the guy. How about the story that Darnold, the people that have watched him there saying he's the most gifted passer of the ball the franchise has ever had. Yeah. That seems yeah. like a stretch. Yes. Yes. Steve young. Okay. <laughs> we get it. Montana was a cerebral quarterback. Steve young. Yeah. I mean, even Kaepernick threw the shit out of the ball. Yes. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Sam Darnold. Um, man, it's such a big, it's such a big butt for me. They've got I know. this great roster, but, and the coach can basically have a stiff play great at that position. 
Man, dude, they finished. They, they won 13 games last year and finished the season with a 10 game winning streak and then kicked the shit out of teams in the playoffs until the NFC championship game. They're awesome. They're awesome. And had somebody that needed surgery that was so serious that it's going to cause him to miss a huge chunk of this year back in there playing quarterback in the second half of that NFC championship game. So it almost feel like feels like they got cheated out of a chance in that game. If they had but, the 12th best quarterback in the NFL, they'd be the best team in football by far. Like I just think, I think the roster is that good. Uh, if they had Kirk Cousins as their quarterback, would you pick him to win the Super Bowl? Like, I think he's like the 15th or 16th best quarterback in football, you know? So, but like, so if now, they had Dak, if they had Dak Prescott, I would. Yeah. How about Tua? Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of, yeah, that, that's, that's the range where I think that they absolutely okay. are. Um, all right. Number four, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that you would be insane to have Buffalo ahead of Cincy at this point. And this is in Joe Burrow. We trust you and I were on this last year before the year that the doubts on Cincy seemed a little ridiculous and overblown given the talent on offense that they had. We were right about that. And I think that they deserve to be rewarded as the second best team in the AFC with the power rankings. Yeah. They got Lou Anarumo as their defensive coordinator too who you know probably should have gotten a more serious look as a head coach than even the guy that I mentioned who ended up being Arizona's coach, the old Eagles defensive coordinator, Gannon. Um, so I would have had Cincinnati too, but here's, here's my, here's my uh, criticism of the power ranking so far. It's the four teams who made it to the final four last year. That's never happening. Again, like, well, what are, what are we doing here? Are we doing the teams that we think are going to be in on conference championship Sunday? Are we thinking who the best teams are? Like, yeah, upsets happen. Yeah, but I think these are the best teams. Well, I I understand that, but even if I were to project the standings for next year, and I'm sure we'll do maybe some of that when we get the schedule for our next podcast, but like. I just can't have the four teams from last year in the championship games in my top four. Because I just know that that'll, has that ever had, like in the salary cap era, has that ever happened? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All right. Well, so then let me see if my number five team satisfies you. Okay. The New York Jets. Yeah, it does. My trepidation with them and the thing that is going to concern me about them for the next few months is that this universal group think on them that they are going to be the team that missed the playoffs last year that seriously competes for a championship this year. However, I will say I came around to that with now the Eagles made last year's playoffs, but they were the seven seed. And the, the, the football cognoscenti were like, their roster is just so loaded. They're well coached. Hertz will make a jump. And they did. And I ended up before the season started buying into it. I am in on the Jets. At various points last year, I said Aaron Rodgers was cooked and he was done. But I think the way this transpired with a fire under him, 
I think he's going way overboard with like being at every New York sporting event and we're sending out slow motion clips of him throwing footballs at the Jets facility. But he's making way more of an effort than he did last year at this time. Like, that's what I'm comparing it to. This is already an Aaron Rodgers who, when he says, I'll be there for half of the volunteer workouts, that's probably 50% more than he was at last year. So I think he's motivated. It's not him learning something new because of Hackett running the offense there. It's a big upgrade in terms of weapons. The only other, so two other things, I guess. There's obviously the New York thing and like how he adjusts to playing there. But the actual football thing that I'm a little bit worried about it about Danny is if his tackles, if their offensive line is just average or worse, what is a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers going to look like? Because we know it's not the NFC. Like if 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 he's if his play slips because the protection isn't good, they could finish in last place in that division. That's last not out of the qu- last, last would shock me. Um, well, I mean, Belichick will get himself seven or eight wins with, with, with the walking dead as his roster. We'll see. I mean, well, so the jets, the jets finished the season with six straight losses and still won seven games last year. And they very much did not have Aaron Rodgers. That's an awesome, that's an awesome roster. And it's a young roster with superstar players who should be like superstar young players who should continue to get better at premium positions. I feel like Garrett Wilson is top five fantasy receiver this year. Um, obviously, Quinn and Williams and Sauce Gardner. Like we know, we know the dudes on the team who are stalwarts, but he seems to be embracing everything about the challenge of it. And you know, Buffalo finished first. The Jets finished last. I have the Bills as the sixth ranked team in my power rankings. One behind the Jets. So I, I know that the first four were chalk. I think the Jets over the Bills is where I diverge a little bit. But, um, you know, the Bills obviously have been a great regular season team. And big moments have been inconsistent for Josh Allen and that team. They've become a little bit one-dimensional at times. Yeah. We've talked about their depth without hitting on rookies the last three years. So we'll see if this draft pays more dividends early. But I still think that their offensive firepower, uh, they they deserve a pretty high ranking. They just have to get downgraded a little bit by how they performed in big games. I would downgrade them a lot. I mean, I think that the Bills seem like a stale team to me. They seem to me like a team that missed their window to win. Oh, I really? They, yes. I think they peaked. I don't know. I think that. they blew it against the Chiefs in those 13 seconds. And then I think they peaked in the first eight games of last year. And that great team that they were in September and early October of last year, uh, when they, before last season, were the Super Bowl favorites, I don't think they're ever getting back to that. Like, they haven't done anything this off. Like, so they're going to say, Josh Allen's elbow, we're, they're going to make a bigger deal than that probably. Second year with Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator. Von Miller comes back. Where do you have them? Uh, I've got them as my sixth, team in the AFC. I've got them barely making the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I just, I just, I just think, you know, McDermott has a very solid record and he will get credit for taking a franchise that had gone like 19 years without a playoff 
uh, win and making them relevant again. But I think they're I think they're a descending team. I don't think they made the type of moves this offseason that makes me feel like the Bills will get ripe. The last year's finish was was abysmal. The last playoff game was awful, but full rebound this year. They're the fourth highest scoring team in football last year, man. That team can score the ball. Um, number seven, Dallas Cowboys. One of the only teams that scored more than the Bills. Tony Pollard is back. There will be no ridiculous question about him at any point. Dak is healthy. They seem to have a sensible draft in terms of players who will make immediate impact, even if they're not at the sexiest of positions, but they strengthen their line on both sides of the ball. I would have liked a little bit more uh, help as an, as an additional pass catcher, like a premium pass catcher. But overall, I think that they are a very, very solid team who has going to have a coaching problem, right? So I, I'm not I'm not huge on McCarthy and losing uh, the coordinator to, to the Chargers was obviously a disaster in Kellen Moore, but I can't argue with the talent on the roster. And I think it's funnier if Mike McCarthy fails with huge expectations. So I've got them at number seven. Yeah, I think this is way too high for them. Like, I'll just make a comparison. I don't know where they are in your rankings. But if we're just comparing teams and we're not considering the conferences they play in, you really think Dallas is better than the Chargers? The Chargers just poached Dallas's offensive coordinator. And now it's going to be, let's play Mike McCarthy style of football. Dak had, what, 13 interceptions last year? And he missed five games. I mean, I I think they're ripe to I think they're ripe to be one of those teams that goes from making the playoffs to missing the playoffs. So you you, you, you churn through half of the teams each year. Like I just think Dallas is primed for a big regression, and their roster doesn't blow me away. I mean, they've got they kept they kept the defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. And they've yeah. got Micah Parsons, who's amazing. But they don't like well, and and, and Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, I'm a really good player. But I just I seventh team in the NFL. Geez, I think they're closer to 15, Danny. All right. Well, so I think that we also are running into because we wanted to surprise each other with the rankings. We might be doing this a little bit differently. Like I considered path. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like p- p- part part of it is the NFC is better. The, you know what I mean? It's like I, I was looking at, like I, I did my list, but I'm thinking of like teams that I could think get through okay. to the end. And then you look at like the Super Bowl odds and the win totals and, and things like that. All right. so, so yeah, if they were in the AFC West, I would probably have them ranked lower, but you didn't factor that into your ranking. So we maybe ranked it a little bit differently by that metric. My next team is another NFC team, the Detroit Lions. The Lions retaining Ben Johnson as their offensive coordinator. I thought their draft was very smug. We talked about it. But I do think they're both very good players, even if they're not premium positions. I do think they're good players. So if you add two good players to a team with the best offensive line, a quarterback who, say what you will about the guy, had seven picks and 4,400 yards last year with 29 touchdowns, Jamison Williams did not play the entire season. He looked spectacular. Well, he's not going to play a part of this one either because he was betting on college football games. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, but like we we got the answer to the question of if he's good or not. Yeah, and he's not like he's he was coming back from an ACL last year. He's coming back from a gambling thing this year. He's gonna be fine after six games. And when he plays, he'll be awesome in that offense. Like we saw enough from him last year to do that. And so while I would have done more uh, for the front seven, they did a ton in free agency for their secondary. And added uh, Campbell with the 18th pick in the draft. So the defense absolutely should be better. So they are my eighth-ranked team. Got them a little bit lower. Uh, not that much lower. I, I have them projected as a playoff team. Uh, I actually have to give my co-host Chris Muller in Pittsburgh credit. He said something about the Lions draft that I thought actually uh, made sense. He said, what if you took their second-round picks? and made them their first round picks and made their first round picks, their second round picks. So if they had taken Brian branch and Hendon hooker in the first round and then taken Jameer Gibbs and, and uh, Jack Campbell in the second round, would people have the same complaints about their draft? And I said, it wouldn't go down as a great draft, but I honestly think people would be more complimentary of it. I do. Well, that's really dumb, but it's a but, it's a good thought, but that's really that, that that's an indictment of the media. But if but if but Brian Branch and Hendon Hooker were looked at as late first round picks, and Gibbs and Campbell were looked at as second or third round picks. No, I understand, but I'm just saying that the the idea of like I will tr- like that that's basically saying like I trust Mel Kiper and Todd McShay more than I trust NFL general manager, which is just generally speaking a bad idea. Well, but, but is it though, like we're saying that it was a smug draft and what are we basing that on just because they picked a running back and inside linebacker, it's about the position that it, that's what it is for me. Yeah. Right. So if they picked a running back and inside linebacker in the second round, be like, well, that happens all the time. That's not a reach. No, I understand. I mean, I mean, Hendon hooker at 18 or six with, I know they ended up doing 12 and 18, but Hendon hooker would have been a reach a 25 year. Yes. I mean, I think I, I wouldn't have done it, but when you were out, Baldy had Hendon Hooker going 12 to Houston. He he had Hooker as his second-best quarterback in this draft. You want to talk about the, the the arrogance of the media? That's a dude that friggin' lives in a film room. He didn't even know how to turn his computer off when me and Spencer worked with him. He was so obsessed with football and X's and O's. It was unbelievable. That's amazing. Uh, thank you to Baldy again for Baldy <laughs> and DA for filling in.